the volume. The Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook for obvious reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. Fast payouts in as quick as two hours. Are you kidding me? And do you see these same game parlay bets? Not to mention the live betting. Just a gorgeous platform all the way across the board. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they will be sharing all season long on my podcast. You can't miss it. We're talking about risk-free bets, same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds, markets, and more. That's boosted odds, baby. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO. So they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 Arizona. 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. Fired up. This is starting to be an annual tradition. My guy, Steve Maltapis, also known as the Philly Godfather. I met him a couple years back at Miami Super Bowl Radio Row. And since then, he has cashed on every Super Bowl. Philly, great to be with you again, my friend. Happy Super Bowl week. Man, thanks for having me on. It's been an amazing football season. NFL playoffs have been the best I've ever seen in my lifetime. It's just a great time to be a big NFL fan. Without question. A lot going on around the Super Bowl. This is exciting second time in back-to-back years after 0 for 54 of teams hosting the Super Bowl. Kind of want to start out with that, Steve. I mean, your process is fascinating, and we'll get into it in a second, but how much are you factoring in the fact that the Rams get to play at SoFi here on Sunday? Well, last year it was much bigger. And somehow they brainwashed the world to bet against Tom Brady at home in the Super Bowl. And I was just pulling my hair out. I'm like, you can't believe the hype. It's Tom Brady at home. This year, it's a little different. If you look back at that San Francisco game, uh, Matthew Stafford went to a silent count at home. And there was more 49ers fans at the game than Rams fans. So is this really... Is there any really, you know, built-in home field advantage here? You might see more Bengals fans than Rams fans at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. And just kind of going off these teams coming in to this game, Bengals are on a 7-0 and against the spread run. They're 8-3 and as dogs this year. You look at the Rams, they're 7-10 as chalk, right? So they're, And they're 5-5 five and five inside so far. I know you, you explore all angles, but just – those trends alone, do you factor that in when you're seeing the Bengals getting four here? 
Nah, because these teams are totally different than they were in the first half of the season to where they are now. This Bengals team is a lot more confident, has matured greatly. Joe Burrow, you know, he was coming off that big injury. So early in the, in the season, his numbers I don't think were as good as they are now. I look at more of that opposition. Who have these teams placed, you know, played against this year? And if you look at the playoff teams these teams have played against, the Rams are 5-5 five and five against playoff teams with an average margin of loss of 12.2 points, while the Bengals are 7-2. and two, and the two losses, they lost by three points, both games in overtime, one to San Fran and one to Green Bay. So metrically speaking, this Rams team looks so much more dominant. I mean, if you look at all the metrics, analytics, the stats, if you just watch them play, you think they're the much better team. But when you look at the teams they've actually beaten and how they've lost to those teams, the Bengals are right there with them, man. And they might be a little bit better. And I know you're big on matchups and looking at all phases of the game. And it's tough to not discuss the trenches here. And, and anyone that knows the game knows the game is won and lost there. You got Aaron Donald, you got Miller, you got Floyd, and you got a Bengals offensive line that's given up the most sacks of any quarterback this season, over 50 for Burrow. And he gave up nine, of course, to Tennessee. How much are you looking at that element in this game going into your cap? In here? I mean, that's huge. And I've told you this before, some of the biggest wagers I've ever placed is when a team's offensive line was inefficient or all banged up. Uh, but this time around, this team is different. This is, I don't know how this Bengals team got to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they're a great team, but with that offensive line, the last team I can remember that had that bad of an offensive line might have been the 08 Steelers. Uh, but usually teams like this don't get there. So that's what makes this betting the Super Bowl so scary if you're looking to bet a side here, because uh, you can't really quantify the greatness of Joe Burrow and how that team wins. Usually you can tell, you know, this team is this, that team is that. You kind of, you know, look at the matchups. And like you said, the, the biggest mismatch on the field is this Rams pass rush against the Bengals offensive line. And to me, I'm not looking to take that in consideration. When I, you know, you look at it, but I, I kind of like the fact that you can get Aaron Donald at 16-1 to win the MVP. I mean, you look at the total. It went down from 51. It's down to 48 and a half. So there's some, you know, respected money thinking this, this is going to be a lower scoring game. So if that's true, and this is more like a Titans-Bengals playoff game where you don't see as many points put up on the board, well, a defensive player definitely has a shot at winning MVP, you know, especially with that mismatch on the field, Donald against, you know, the Bengals uh, uh, offensive line. So at 16 to 1, if you think the Rams are going to sit, win the Super Bowl this season, I think that's a pretty good bet. I mean, <laughs> he's probably the best player on the field. You're betting on the best player on the field, you know, not to disrespect Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford, but who's who's the better athlete than Aaron Donald on the football field? Without question. I love that. When we're looking at historically the, these against the spread numbers, last six dogs to cover the spread, one outright, the last dog to cover but lose was that Cardinals team getting seven against the Steelers. And dogs have gone 13-6-1 against the spread in the last 20. Do you look at that kind of information? Is it all out the window when you're just assessing these two teams? Or does, does actually history from the Super Bowl's past factor in your decision-making at all? Absolutely, man. There's boxes that you got to check off, and you try to ingest as much information as possible. And there's a weird phenomenon, like you said, that happens in the Super Bowl. The team that wins the game covers the spread 90% of the time over, you know, since the beginning of the Super Bowl. So if the favorite's going to win the game, they're going to cover. If the dog's going to cover, they're going to win the game outright. So if you like the dog here, you want to put some money on the money line, that might be a good bet. But as close as these games have been in the NFL playoffs, this might be that one year where the Bengals cover the spread, but they don't win the Super Bowl. With Super Bowl Sunday just three days away, it's important to find experts you can trust to help you make some money. Check out the favorite sports betting podcast powered by FanDuel only on the Volume Sports Podcast Network. 
Chad Millman and pro better Simon Hunter from the Action Network are here twice a week to help you become smarter football betters. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Chad and Simon break down the strategies professional sports bettors use to find the right games and the right lines to bet. Get the best advice for the biggest game of the year on Sunday. Download the favorite sports betting podcast only on the Volume Podcast Network. The NFL season all comes down to the Super Bowl 56. To celebrate, FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking all customers up with a risk-free same-game parlay. New and existing customers can place any same-game parlay of three legs or more on the Super Bowl, and if you don't win, FanDuel will refund you. Same-game parlays combine multiple bets from the same game into one wager for bigger payouts. Build your parlay your way with spreads, money lines, totals, Super Bowl props, and more. I'm on the Rams' money line in a big way, all right? They've been here before, and they caught an L. They know what it's like, and they don't want to do it again. They're at home. The front seven should be just demolishing this Joe Burrow offensive line that is not going to protect him. I'm on Cooper Cup to get in the end zone. The man has six tugs in his last five games, 16 tugs on the season, and I'm on over OBJ receiving yards, coming off over 100-plus yards receiving in the last game. You've seen him hit this prop three times in this playoffs. I think they're disrespecting him at the books. I'm going to take that in my three-legger. And this is why I love betting with FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the market leader. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use and easy to place your bet. There's fast payouts. You get paid in as little as two hours. I mean, honestly. And it's a legitimate official sports betting partner of the NFL. Already have an account? Just place your risk-free same-game parlay before the Super Bowl to qualify. New customers join today with promo code MONACO to enjoy 56-1 to 1 odds on either team to win the Super Bowl. You can turn a $5 bet into 280 cash. That's promo code MONACO on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 Arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat Connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369-NEW-YORK Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia all right, and I know you look at all the different ways to cap this game. One of them is the referee crew. I got a tip yesterday that this crew leans under. Any thoughts on this squad going into Sunday? Yeah, you definitely got to look at the uh, umpires' tendencies and how they call these games. And you have seen that uh, move in the market already. So maybe they're, you know, they're really leaning a little bit into it. But to me, I read an article a few days ago about the Chiefs-Bengals game earlier in the season when uh, – 
the regular officiating crew got scratched at the last second and Tolbert came in. And if you remember in that game, there was a lot of suspect uh, calls against the chiefs. And towards the end of the game, you saw a lot of crazy things happen. So if you want to be a conspiracy theorist and think they're bringing in Tolbert again for the Super Bowl to try to, you know, give the Bengals a little bit of a help. I mean, you got to check that box off. It's got to, you know, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist. You know? I love that. Just from a, uh an advice perspective i've been doing this and I, I might hedge out but i've been taking cupcake money line nba teams in the last two weeks to bring down that minus 190 for the rams so i can get it at a little plus money and i also am sitting on a Bengals plus four ticket is this a super bowl you would recommend the middle or is that just square city I mean, if you look at history, like we talked about earlier, you know, that doesn't usually work out in the Super Bowl, but the, you, you might have a shot. I just hate laying a big price, that big money line. Uh, anything can happen. The team that has the ball last, they go down and score a touchdown, and then, you know, there goes that. But, if you know, if this is the year it's going to happen, it might be this year, like you said, a lot of close games in the playoffs. And there's so many props to fire on. I know, you, I know you've tweeted out a few at the Philly Godfather. Make sure to check them out on Twitter. Any props you feel player-wise, fun ones, that are a disrespectful line, or is there value there? You think these, these guys in Vegas are nailing, you know, cup 106 and a half. I'm seeing OBJs in the early 60s now receiving yards, both running backs, low number. What are your thoughts on, on props? I mean, if that cup uh, receiving prop goes up to 110, I'll probably go under. Uh, I just think it's the, I think it's the highest receiving yards prop ever in the, in the Super Bowl, and he's having an amazing season. But he's about fifty percent of their uh, uh, passing uh, production numbers this year, so you know the Bengals are going to key in on him. Uh, Tyler Boyd at twenty to one to have the most receiving yards. I think he had the fourth most receiving yards of any player on the field, you know, for the Super Bowl. And you're getting him at twenty to one. They're all little value bets. Uh, you look at Jefferson to catch the first uh, touchdown, to have the first touchdown of the game. He's had uh, just as many first touchdowns as Cooper Cup has all season for the Rams. And, and I know the Rams have like a 5% edge over the Bengals in uh, first TD scores this season. So uh, you might look at, you know, play something like that. I like mixing over 24 and a half receiving yards. If you look at the Titans uh, pressure rate, adjust the sack rate, and you look at the Rams, they're basically identical. And against the Titans, he went for 54 receiving yards in the playoffs. So I'm looking for him to catch the ball out of the backfield. Rams have had some issues, you know, during the entire season with running backs catching the ball out of the backfield for some big yardage. So I like that a little bit. Uh, Burroughs, more yard passing yards in the second half than the first half. I like that one. I like Burroughs, more pass attempts. Uh, they're basically, yeah, what else did I bet? I bet uh, over 11 and a half uh, yards for Mixon's uh, longest reception. You know, you can just give him a little five-yard pass. He can break it. And uh, I think that's pretty much it so far. I love it. From a process standpoint, you know, you're one of the few out there that have taken the best of Vegas. What's similar and then what's different that you do to cap the Super Bowl game in your process? In all honesty, I think I read a lot more. You got, you know, so much more time. I've been reading 12 to 14 hours a day since these two teams were announced in the Super Bowl. And we put a lot more effort. I get. I mean, we put a lot of effort every day in, but with this Super Bowl, we're just reading nonstop about one game. You know, and we're still doing our other stuff, but this is what we're focused on. So we put a lot more time and effort in this one game than we probably put in any one game, you know, throughout the whole season. I was hearing Trent Dilfer talk about the biggest thing that is different for these guys is the pregame and the halftime in terms of routine. You look at, this Rams team, a couple of key components are coming back. Of course, McVay's been in the game. Donald's been in the game. Von Miller's a Super Bowl champ. 
you look at this Bengals team, they're very young. In lieu of that observation from Dilford, do you think that there's an advantage to the Rams that they've been there before and also the element that Taylor's kind of the understudy to McVay? Yeah, I think so. I mean, experience is always big. Uh, now, anything can happen in the Super Bowl. We've seen it a million times. But, yeah, I give that edge to the Rams. You got McVay. You got Donald who, I mean, I don't know how they're going to stop him. You know, they gave up, what, 51 or 55 sacks on the year. They're fourth worst in the in pass protection on the season. He, uh, you know, Zach Taylor's going to have to come up with a big game plan to try and slow down that pass rush, or it could be a long day. They could get boat race. If they can't protect their quarterback, you know, it's over, man. And just looking at where the money's coming in, is there anything that's surprising you? I know the whole world bets this game. We're hearing, I think, over 30 million Americans, something like that, are going to fire a wager. Just in your hours of reading, do you look – I know sharp money comes in a lot early in previous weeks, but in the Super Bowl week, what's different and what's something you look at in terms of just where the money's coming in Vegas? Well, there's such a large influx of recreational money. And you said 30 million people are going to bet this game. It's probably be closer to like 80 or 90 because, you know, that's just that's just legit, you know, with, with the legit sports books. There's a, there's a huge black market out there where people are still fine. So there's going to be a lot more than 30 million people, in my opinion. Uh, but, yes, I mean, early – Public money was on the Bengals, and now we're starting to see that flip-flop. I talked to guys offshore. I talked to guys in Vegas and Atlantic City uh, overseas, and now they're getting devoured with a lot of public Rams money. So uh, I think it's right around 55 or 58% at one of the sharper offshore books right now. It's all Rams money being you know printing up nonstop. So you got to take that in consideration. But at the end of the day, I mean, who cares – you know, if the public's all on the Rams and they go out there and they win 38 to 10, it doesn't make a difference. The better team's going to win the Super Bowl. The team that makes the less mistakes. I mean, you saw a Tennessee Titans team, number one seed in the AFC. They went in there, three turnovers. You're not going to win the game. So as long as Stafford doesn't have a couple brain cramps, which he has from time to time, and uh, the Rams are going to be tough to beat. They're better on paper, uh, statistically speaking. I mean, they're, they're a lot better than the Bengals. But like I said, this is one of those Super Bowls. It's kind of scary if you're looking to bet the Bengals because you can't really figure out why are they here? Are they lucky? Are they that good? You know, it's just it's a tough wager. Yeah. Well, I want to take a moment. I asked you this several times before, but just for, for new listeners out there, the process for new bettors as we're in legal, legal markets here, state by state, people out there trying to get better I know you spoke on recency bias, things of that nature, but anything you can give tips wise for people out there looking to get better at their craft and sports betting space? You got to identify skewed statistics. And once you can do that, then you're on your way to become a better sports better because a lot of people just look at, oh, they're the better passing team. Oh, they're the better rushing team. Oh, he's the better quarterback. But a lot of those numbers are skewed and you got to get a shovel out and keep digging, digging. It's all about layers and get down to the, the true numbers. And then you got to look at the mismatches on the field. Uh, you know, you can't quantify the great, the greatness of Tom Brady. Some of these quarterbacks, no matter what you do, they, the other team could be the better team. And a guy like Tom Brady goes in there and just, you know, wins the game. And you can't chase. Never chase. If you have a bad week, you got to take it on the chin. And then you got to regroup. And you got to trust your numbers. You got to trust in your research, in your processing ability, because it's all about process and information. I always talk about sports betting, how it's similar to, to cooking. I mean, you, you can hand 100 people the same recipe, and you're going to get 100 different dishes. Some are going to be delicious. Some are going to be burnt. And they all got the same information on how to cook. You know, so it all depends on how you process that information and experience comes into play. And you got to pay attention to the market. You got to respect the market as well. If you see a game moving and you like the other side, you got to pump your brakes and 
say to yourself, wait a second, what do they know that I don't know? And why are they burying the other side? So you got to really respect some sharp money too. And just last question here. What do you think the biggest thing that's being overlooked or not being talked about in traditional sports media here this week that you've done in your reading that's kind of poked out to you about this matchup? You know, it's kind of funny. They've been pretty much on point. Uh, they've gotten better when it comes to the gambling aspect. Now, when they first started, they were stuttering and they didn't really know what they were talking about, but they're starting to catch on. Uh, you got the uncertainty of the Cincinnati Bengals against a juggernaut like the LA Rams. I mean, they brought in Stafford for a reason. McVay's been there before. I think, they, I think they've been on point this year. I think the media has been pretty sharp. I love it. I want to give a quick shout out to Matt and the eight ball and, and everyone at the Philly Godfather.com. Just want to give you an opportunity to share everything you got going on the site, everything you have to offer. And I know you're, you're cooking on a movie as well. If you don't mind sharing everyone out there, what, what you have going on and where people can find you. Yeah. It's a pretty funny story. Uh, good, good friend of mine I grew up with Greg Lingo. He just came out with the last call. Jeremy Pippen was in it. Bruce Dern. And I didn't know he was into making movies. I haven't seen my buddy in like 20 years. We went to middle school together, played sports together. He ended up going to Cornell playing quarterback. And he hit me up. He had read the article about me in Philly Mag. And he said, yo, let's do your movie. I was like, stop playing, Greg. You know what I mean? I, he's like, now I'm serious. I love the story. So we got together. We wrote the screenplay together. And now we're, we got a table read coming up February 16th with a bunch of actors. And then from there, uh, we're going to start casting. And hopefully we start shooting in the summertime. And it's uh, going to be interesting. It's going to be about the two biggest topics, two hot, hottest topics in the country right now. And it's sports betting and uh, a lot of other stuff I was involved with years ago. <laughs> I love it. Well, Philly, it's always a pleasure. Make sure you check out the phillygodfather.com and all this crew. Best in the business. Best of luck to you this weekend. I know you will be on the right side. We're looking forward to seeing where you are and, and all things continued in, in the success world that you're doing. Thanks, man. You too, man. Good luck with everything. The volume.